Welcome to Clear Thinking, a podcast by Better Broadhead. I'm your host, Petter Johansson. We are a coalition serving the communities of the Broadhead School District, working to reduce youth substance use, bullying, and dating violence through education, awareness, and advocacy. This is episode 22, Public Health in Greene County. And joining us today is the public health educator for our county, Bridget Craker. Welcome, Bridget. Uh, before we get into our conversation today, why don't you take the first few moments to just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your background, how you ended up here in Greene County. Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Bridget Craker. I'm the new public health educator for Greene County Public Health. Um, I'm originally from New Glarus, Wisconsin, and the past four, four years, I was at UW-Whitewater. My major was health and human performance, and I minored in health promotion and women's and gender studies, and I just graduated this past May, and like I said, I'm originally from New Glarus, and after undergraduate, I really wanted to stay here in Greene County. Um, I was also an intern with the public health department this past summer in 2019, and really enjoyed my time here, um, and I'm really excited to be back here. Wonderful. Well, we're so glad uh, that you're able to stay close to home and serve this county that you care so much about. Um, I think that, you know, it says a lot about Greene County that somebody who grew up here and has all these options in front of her, you know, chooses to stay close to home and serve the communities mm-hmm. that help to shape her. Um, it's really a testament to, I think, the strength of the communities in Greene County. And I think most of our listeners can uh, appreciate that and understand that also. Uh, so you work in public health. And uh, as I was thinking about our conversation today, you know, it occurred to me that a lot more people know about public health as a department now during COVID than did before this pandemic started. Um, but I imagine that your work is still unfamiliar to a lot of people. And so before we get into the specifics, can you just give us a general sense of what public health is? What does public health mean? What's the philosophy behind it? Um, and why is this work so important? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there's a phrase that um, really explains simply what public health is about, and that's um, prevent promote and protect. So prevention, disease prevention, that's a big part of public health, working to address health behaviors that can influence health outcomes. So educating people can be a part of health prevent or disease prevention, promoting health, um, getting out in the community and promoting healthy activities, health organizations, access to health, and then protecting health. So the public health department offers a lot. So One of our biggest programs is WIC, or Women, Infants, and Children, Um, and this program offers education and support and nutrition assistance to mothers and families, women, infants, and children, Um, and this is a really great program that we have. A lot of people are involved with it. Um, We also have immunizations at the health department. Um, We have an environmental health program, um, an environmental health specialist who goes out in the community We really do a lot here at the health department. Animal bites, if that happens, they come through the health department. And especially right now, like we talked about, a lot more people are understanding what public health is. And one big part of that is disease prevention. So right now with COVID-19, we're doing a lot of contact tracing, which you might have heard about. So when someone gets tested for COVID-19, we're reaching out to them um, and doing an interview with them. When someone tests positive, we're doing a more extensive interview, getting their contacts and helping people isolate and quarantine, providing them information. Um, and that we do that more than just during COVID-19. We do that when there's a foodborne illness outbreak or other outbreaks of disease. 
and public health does a lot in the community. We work with a lot of community stakeholders and coalitions to help promote health in Greene County. Great. Thank you. So, so you do a lot for individuals, it sounds like, but you know, it, it's that work for all these individuals coming together that it really is about the, the health of the whole community, which I think is a, a cool thing. Yeah, that's what I have always loved about public health. When I first became interested in a career in health, um, you know, I wanted to do something that was working with more than just individuals one at a time. And once I found out about public health and the great impact it can have on populations, I became really interested in it. Yeah, great. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about COVID-19, but maybe before that, could you just say a little bit about what you do as health educator? How does your particular role and your work fit into the larger work of your department? Yeah, of course. So right now what I'm doing is a little bit different than what I'll be doing when we get back to whatever our new normal will be. Um, Right now I've been doing a lot of that contact tracing that I mentioned, and a part of that is providing education and support to the individuals that we contact. Right now I've also been doing a lot of our work on our Facebook page and our website, trying to get information and resources out to our community. Um, This is a really fraught time where people don't really know exactly what resources they can trust, where to go. There's a lot of um, information on the news and on Facebook, and sometimes it's difficult to understand what's true. And so we're trying to get a lot of information out there about a lot of different topics related to COVID-19. I think every part of every person's life in some way has been touched by this. So whether that's providing people resources on um, what to do if they go to the pool this summer, um, to letting people know what they should do once they get tested. Um, We're trying to let people know about everything. So that's been a big part of my job right now is communicating with our population through Facebook. I'll also be doing a lot of work with the community, with um, employers, with our stakeholders, getting out in the community and providing education. Um, This public health educator position for Greene County Public Health is new. Um, So what exactly that's gonna look like is still kind of up in the air but hoping to work with employers and stakeholders to get out and provide information and um, educational programming activities um, that fit their needs. Um, I'll also be working with our uh, coalitions, specifically the Green County Healthy Community Coalition and all of the subgroups of that coalition, as well as with Better Broadhead. I'll also be um, working on our community health needs assessment and our community health improvement plan. Um, That's an assessment that The health department, in conjunction with Monroe Clinic, does every few years to assess the health needs of Greene County. Wow, that is a lot. You stay very busy. Uh, It's amazing how how much work is going on behind the scenes. You know, like I said, I think a lot of people are just not fully aware of public health being um, a department that is, you know, such an important part of our life together. Um, So thank you for what you do. I'll take a moment just to offer that and then... um, Thank you for sharing with us uh, a little bit about uh, the work that you've been doing as health educator. Um, You're right. It is overwhelming, all of the COVID stuff, you know, with something that is so new, uh, so much is unknown. You know, I I know a lot of people that are struggling to make the right decisions, you know, for themselves as individuals, for their families, for their businesses or their communities or, you know, any uh, any place where they may have a role of leadership Um, because it's so hard. They're hearing all these different things and they feel like they can't necessarily, you know, trust the science or trust the data that they're getting. And they feel like the science is, you know, uh, there's all these, you know, contradicting reports out there. Um, 
which is true, but it's also a reality that, you know, the science is just changing as the understanding is changing. As, you know, we learn new things, what we thought was true a week ago maybe isn't quite as true. Um, And so it's a lot to keep up on. So we appreciate people like you that are, you know, doing your best to stay on top of everything while also considering all the other important work because, you know, obviously the world does not just stop because we have a new virus out there um, that's infecting people or still all those other, all those other things. Um, So let's talk a little bit more about uh, specifically in Greene County with COVID-19. You know, definitely a challenge right now. We don't have much of a national plan. We don't have really much of a state plan um, given all the politics surrounding all of this. Um, And we don't need to get into that conversation, but um, that has put a lot of extra strain, I think, on counties. And so how has Greene County responded to this reality that we're now sort of a patchwork of, um, of plans? Yeah, I think a lot of Greene County has responded really well, actually. You know, when I go out in the community, I'm still seeing um, people wear masks, still seeing reminders of washing hands and social distancing. And I think that's great to see um, individuals and businesses really taking that on themselves. It's been really interesting navigating how to provide guidance and recommendations um, during this time. Like you said, things are changing really often. Um, and people are ready to start getting back out into the community and opening their businesses back up. So here it's just been really important to um, continue and provide guidance, um, continuing answering people's phone calls when they come in and continuing to email people when they have questions for us. It's just been trying to communicate all the information as it comes to us and as people ask those questions. Yeah. Um, so I'm a pastor in town, and so I'm one of those leaders that's having to make difficult decisions about how to proceed through all this. Um, and so I'm aware that there is some really great information on the Greene County Public Health website. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that toolkit that the county has provided and um, how can people access that? How can it be helpful for them? Yeah, the toolkit was something that we were really excited to work on and to put out. And the toolkit's really important for um, businesses, employers, community organizations, faith-based organizations, but also it's relevant to individuals who want to look at it too. This was a toolkit that we used um, that a lot of counties have been putting out, and we kind of worked with other counties to put this together based on current recommendations. And in the toolkit, you can find resources for several different um, business industries. The toolkit is on our website. That's GC Public Health. Org. There's a bunch of other resources on there, too, for individuals um, and for organizations and businesses. And I would really recommend um, looking at the toolkit if you're a business owner, a community leader, and you're trying to navigate how to open back up. Great. Thank you. Uh, what are some other things that you would advise our listeners, um, our communities uh, to do to work through all of this together. How can we care for one another, you know, within our own communities? How can we care for one another as communities that together make up Greene County? Yeah, I think right now um, a lot of what people can do is sticking to the basics of what we all kind of seem to learn at the beginning of this pandemic and, you know, staying home, social distancing or physical distancing, wearing your face mask and practicing hand hygiene. I think, Those things are things that you can really do to help protect yourself, but also to protect people in your community. I think in Greene County, we all really care about our neighbor. And all of those things are to help you and to help other people around you. So I'd say 
you know, staying at home as much as you can is really great right now. Um, and of course, you are going to have to go out for those essential things. And as we open back up, um, going out for things that you enjoy. And when you do go out, remembering to wear your mask. That helps prevent other people from becoming infected. Um, making sure you practice good hand hygiene, washing your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, and bringing out hand sanitizer with you that's at least 60% alcohol. Thank you. And I did want to add, actually, that if you're someone who has asthma, if you have a condition that um, wearing a face mask makes it more difficult to breathe, or if um, you have a child under two, uh, face masks are not recommended for any of those people. So if you are someone who has asthma or another condition that makes it harder to breathe when you're a mask, don't feel pressured to wear a mask. Um, definitely don't worry about that. Thank you. That's helpful. I hadn't heard that yet. Um, mm-hmm. I do know it's, it's important, uh, and, and I do my best to wear a mask when I'm out and about. Um, just understanding that, you know, we can, we can all be vectors for this virus without having symptoms. Um, and so that is an important thing. I know early on, you know, the, the advice was more about hand washing, thinking that this was spread through contact, you know, touching things um, and then touching your face. And so initially it was like, well, wear a mask on your face so that you're not touching your face. Uh, but then we, you know, have since learned that this uh, virus can become aerosolized and uh, is actually passed through the air. And so um, wearing that mask uh, cuts down on that significantly. Yep. Yep. And if you are um, someone who doesn't have a mask yet, um, I'd recommend also visiting our website. We have some resources up there on how you can make a mask, whether that's with a bandana or cutting an old T-shirt. So there's definitely resources out there for you if you um, just want to make a mask at home. Great. Thank you. Um, if we can maybe just shift a little bit uh, towards, you know, back towards some of the, the mission of Better Broadhead. We are a coalition that is... Um, formed for the work of prevention around substance abuse, around interpersonal violence, uh, and other things like that. And the, the pandemic and all of the realities that it has brought upon us has certainly had an impact on mental health, uh, certainly had an impact on stress and, um, you know, often cutting a lot of people off from some of their support uh, for those who are struggling with addiction and, and things like that. And so, what can you offer our listeners as um, a public health educator around how we can care for ourselves during this time? Yeah, I would say, you know, people are really feeling the effects of this pandemic in different ways. And um, for someone who might just be feeling a little bit more stressed than usual, I would ask you to consider just trying to practice self-care a little bit more than you might usually. So self-care can look a thousand different ways. Um, self-care is different for everyone. It can be something, just doing something you love for a little while, eating nutritious food that you enjoy, participating in a mindfulness activity. And self-care can even just be getting things done that you know you need to get done. Um, that might be kind of hard right now, like getting the dishes done or making sure you take a shower, something like that. So if you're feeling a little bit more stressed right now than normal, maybe just considering what else you can do to take care of yourself. For someone who's really feeling the effects of this in a much harder way, I would highly consider reaching out to a friend or family member if you don't feel you can reach out to anyone else. Um, Looking up a hotline or a helpline um, or texting a helpline can be a really great way if you don't feel like you have anyone you can reach out to. And then reaching out to a trained professional would probably be the best thing if you're really experiencing 
um, distress right now. Um, I would also like to add um, that the Wisconsin Department of Health Services has a really great um, program called Resilient Wisconsin. Um, that website has lots and lots of resources that can help anyone who's navigating any different type of mental health crisis or um, just a little hiccup right now. Um, they have mindfulness resources. They have resources for healthcare professionals, resources for people who may be at higher risk for contracting COVID-19. Um, they have resources for self-care. Um, it's a really great website that they've put together, and I really encourage people to um, check that out. You can go to the Wisconsin Department of Health Services um, website, um, go to their COVID-19 page, scroll down a little bit, and you'll see the tab for Resilient Wisconsin. I'd also recommend um, looking up Green County Human Services. Um, Green County Human Services has a lot of different programs depending on what you need assistance with. So they have an alcohol and other drug abuse program, mental health, aging and disability resource center, economic support and community support program. Um, so if you look up Green County Human Services Department, you'll find their website and be able to find the resources that you need. Wonderful. Bridget, thank you so much for taking the time today, uh, for talking with us, for sharing all of this wonderful information. And thank you so much for the work that you do. Um, it's, like I said, I think a lot of us don't realize all the hard work and all the time that goes in behind the scenes uh, to keep our communities healthy and safe. And so um, to you and to all of your colleagues and coworkers, we give our thanks. Thank you so much, Petter. Thank you so much for talking to me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Clear Thinking, a podcast produced by Better Broadhead. We are a federal grant-funded community coalition, building a community where everyone is valued and safe. To learn more about our work, to join us as a volunteer, or to contact us about this or any other episode of the podcast, visit us on the web at betterbroadhead.org or find us on Facebook. Until next time, take care of yourself, take care of one another.